All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. Listening to the Northern Hunter Podcast, home of all things hunting, fishing, and outdoors in Alaska. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. My name is James Payne. I'm Dalton Gray. I'm Mariah Humphreys. And today we are going to, as promised, talk about the Alaskan draw tag system. So, or as I call it, annual disappointment time. <laughs> annual disappointment right. time. <laughs> Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to pick your hunt, the different methods you can use to select a draw tag application. Um, There's several different ways you can do it. We'll talk a little bit about each, um, kind of what the draw system is, and last get but you not, ready. Yeah, last but not least, we'll definitely cover about how to gripe about it on the Facebook forums <laughs> exactly. if you don't get drawn. Because <laughs> right. you can't forget how to do that. <laughs> and of course, you have to look your friends up and post pictures of their Oh, absolutely. Before they even absolutely. see their own results. Before they know, yeah. yeah. I, I think every so, year somebody posts Steve results. <laughs> poor guy. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, if you like the show, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to if you haven't already. Um, give us a rating and a review. That is super important for getting this show out in front of other people. It's kind of the only thing that really pushes this to new yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, social media has been pretty uncooperative meta platforms don't like hunting shows my so. personal profile got hit the other day did it really yeah. didn't yeah. even say what but after i posted one of those bullet pictures mm-hmm. yeah yeah they don't like it yeah they don't like it at all. we got down. hit on a knife a knife post wow. a picture of a knife got us put got well, us a deadly weapon yeah apparently so <laughs> yeah. definitely uh you know leave us a rating or a review uh share it with as many of your friends as you can and then uh you know, if you have any questions, you can always go to thenorthernhunter.com. We've got a nice contact button there that you can reach us through email. You can also hit us up on either one of those socials uh, on the meta platforms. Uh, and if you'd like to support what we're doing here and help us grow and create more content, then you can visit the shop page while you're at our website. Uh, we got some merchandise there. We've got some new designs we're excited to bring out. Um, we've been talking about it for a little while. It's finally going to happen. Uh, and then... Uh, we have our partners page there where a bunch of great companies have partnered with the show to provide us support and provide you guys with great uh, equipment. It's all based around hunting, getting you out there, letting you have a little bit more success. So mm. you go to the website or the show notes, then we have all of those links there uh, with the discount codes for each one. And uh, we appreciate all the support. If you use that discount code, it really helps us out. So mm-hmm. you guys uh, 
You guys getting pretty hyped up for this draw season? You're, uh, or nope. are your expectations pretty low? Always low. Yeah, Always I low. Keep them low. Yeah, yeah. I plan be... my year around not drawing a single thing. You know, I I, I have drawn a tag before, but yeah. uh, speeding ticket, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it seems like it's just kind of my yearly donation fishing game. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah, I think we've gone back and forth on the show a little bit about uh, whether it really is random or not. Because I know some people that just seem to get tags every year. Oh yeah, everybody thinks um, that the state has a personal vendetta against <laughs> uh, out against them, and the state's <laughs> out to get me, and they don't want me to have a tag. And blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, hear it all. So. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. is how to increase your odds. Absolutely. Ooh, foreshadowing. There's several different ways you can yeah. do that. So Learned we're going to get Clay to all Newcomb. of them. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm seeing how many other podcasters I can name drop here. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Stop. I'm just joking. Stop. All right. So we, you know, anybody in Alaska is probably fairly familiar with the draw system here. Um, but for those of you that reside in other states listening to this show, uh, the draw system in Alaska is more of a, I'd say a conservation effort than anything else. Mm. You know, there's certain states in the lower 48 where almost everything's a draw. Just due you to know, the population. And, um, just mm-hmm. due to population of game versus people. Mm. You know, they just can't access. Um, can't access it. Yeah. Uh, some places do a split. You know, yeah. they'll do 50% sell. They'll sell the tags, 50% draw. Yeah. Changes from state to state. Alaska kind of just views it as a, another tool in the box of conservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trophy projects. management usually. So yeah, you know, it's trophy management for certain areas, yeah. especially if they're easily accessible with good genetics. Yes. Um, and then uh just making sure, you know, with the amount of people that not only live here and hunt, but uh, you know, travel up here to hunt from other places, that we're not shooting out all the good genetics from an area. We're not over harvesting uh, you know, Alaska doesn't actually have uh limitations on the amount of tags that are given out mm-hmm. for most animals for harvest tickets mm-hmm. they, there's no you know, a lot of other states and i've heard people talk about how much should go to non-residents versus residents and blah 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 alaska you really can't do that because there is no well we'll give 80 percent to residents 20 percent to non-residents or 90 10 or 70 30 because you know you can just go down to mm-hmm. fish and game or walmart or sportsmen's and get your moose tags, get your right. sheep tags, get everything. Right. Um, and everything basically runs on quotas. Yes. So if they were to give out a certain amount or a, un, we'll just call it unlimited amount of tags for some of these areas and rely on harvest quota mm-hmm. to shut the hunt down, they might not get that. We see that with caribou all the time. Right. Uh, we saw that this year with the 40 mile hunt. You know, they had quotas for each zone. And two of the zones far surpassed their quotas, while the other two really didn't, um, at least not in the early season. And so they had to shut down certain areas ahead of time, readjust, recount. Um, so draws just kind of, you know, mitigate that. They, mm-hmm. they, it makes it so it's a limited amount of tags in a limited area and limited opportunity. They do account for success rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it's a hunt that is typically a, a 50% success or 30% success. Uh, they'll, they'll adjust it up or down to get the number of animals they want taken out of an mm-hmm. area. But yeah. you know, for the most part, it's the draw system here in Alaska is not like it is in other States. It's yeah. just certain areas. I mean, and, and as you're reading through any of these systems that you can use to, 
to research your draw before you apply, you'll find specific regions. You know, some of these draw tags are just between two rivers in this one valley. Yeah. You know, or yeah. some, something that specific and that small of an yeah. area. Yeah. Uh, to where they're just trying to protect that population. Right. But they give everybody an equal chance at the hunt by they putting do. in a draw. Yeah. Now, one big difference between Alaska's draw and other states' draws is we don't do any kind of points system right. here. Um, there's no bonus points you can build up over the years. Uh, you can't really play that game in Alaska. It's supposedly, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. a random draw. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Be careful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, oh, I, I, I just like I throwing know. it around. There's just so much uh, <laughs> bantering about Dunley that. There is. Us. There is. And, and most of what I say is in jest because oh, of yeah. all the bantering. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's a great system and, and it's something I think everybody should participate in. Uh, like you said, though, I really don't plan on drawing anything. Right. Uh, it's something that if it does happen, it'll change the plans I already made mm-hmm. uh, for a better opportunity. Uh, right. You know, it'll get you out where you might not even be that far from the road system per se, mm-hmm. or, you know, not all of these draw tags are, you know, out in the middle of nowhere only accessible right. by super cub or raft you know it's right. like some of them are in very easily accessible areas and that's why they're draw tags yeah so but you can be in an easily accessible area and not have a ton of people around you you know right. not be having a ton of competition not be have three rams on a on a mountain and 15 hunters yeah all chasing those three rams well and what it also allows for is it allows for an extended season in a specific area of a broader like you know you have your typical 15 day season in unit 20b but there's other areas of unit 20b yeah right where you can that where there's draw permits for muzzleloader or bow Mm. and you might have three months right Right. well to hunt that spot and and even in the winter right and even kind of in the opposite of that you know they'll it allows them to split up the hunters Mm -hmm. so some of these like uh, sheep hunts and whatnot they'll be three or four different draw tags for, you know, a, a two-week block here and a two-week right, block right, right after that and a two-week block right after that where it just kind of thins out the competition mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it changes the access requirements. You know, maybe you draw this tag, you can go in there and with a, with a four-wheeler when you normally wouldn't be able to or it changes mm-hmm. the uh, antler restrictions on a moose area, right, right. you know, and any bull tag in a Spike 450 for Browtine area. Mm-hmm. Um, or really, it, it just, it either loosens up the regulations for you or it allows you access to a spot you yeah, otherwise yeah. wouldn't. Sure. So, um, I know for me, I normally just put in for, you know, what I think would be, uh, I, I put in a couple that I think would be easiest for me to do if I was to draw the tag. That would kind of just be fun. Um, I don't, I should say, I haven't for the most part tried to put in for like the really hard to get to ones um mm-hmm. but a big thing to look at is obviously your odds that's mm-hmm. a huge thing to look at we're going to talk a lot about that later on in the show uh before we get into that we'll just break down some of the the basics of putting in for the draw hunt uh if you are in alaska and you have access to a fishing game office or a you know sportsman's warehouse yeah. any, anywhere that they'll have you know documentation from fishing game uh, you're going to be looking for the 2023-2024 Alaska Draw per- Drawing Permit Hunt Supplement. That's what the the document's called here. It mm-hmm. looks just like a news 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll run in and grab that. Make sure you don't accidentally grab the subsistence supplement. They <laughs> look almost identical. Just the draw one is a lot thicker. So, um, But the application period for these starts on November 1st. So by the time this comes out, it'll already be, mm-hmm. you can already go in there and, and apply and goes through till December 15th uh, at 5 p.m. So if you work late, <laughs> don't wait till the 15th to put in for your tags make sure right. you get in there and do it ahead of time right uh every year people complain because they just got busy you know mm-hmm. it is a month and a half but it's very easy to get busy in a month and a half time and just forget about it put it off and just before you know it it's december 15th mm-hmm. uh draw results will be announced on the third friday or sorry by the third friday of february uh as you put it what was that heartbreak day Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Alaska uh, National Disappointment Day. <laughs> you know, I like the the timing of this uh, because it actually shows up right after my birthday yeah. on most years, and so I get to see if Alaska is going to give me anything for my birthday. I usually take <laughs> off that day from work to go home and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Dalton's Day of Sorrow is what my day wife calls it. Day of Sorrow. <laughs> Dalton's Day of Sorrow. Yeah. Um, one thing to understand is that these hunts will a- any hunt that you're applying for. Uh, between this November and this December will take place in the year um, of 2024. Sorry, uh, I lost my placement on there. Um, so you're applying for the next coming year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's a couple of interesting parts here. So Alaska does allow, spe- there are specific youth hunting Mm. draw permits that you can apply for. Uh, so the age limit on that is anyone 10, between the ages of 10 and 17, and they must be between those ages at the time that the hunt takes place. So uh, when you're looking through the designation, if you're looking at the hunt numbers, those are similar to any hunt in the regulations book. They're going to be mm-hmm. designated with a Y. That always stands for youth. Um, and Alaska does allow for uh, party tags for draw hunt permits. Mm -hmm. So if you and say a buddy want to both put in for this sheep area or this caribou hunt or a moose area, you can go in on a party tag. um, And what happens in that case is uh, both hunters apply on the same application. And if they draw that, they will both receive permits. Um, Now you have to make sure you're both eligible to go on the hunt Mm -hmm. uh so if it's a resident only hunt you both have to be residents if you're going to need a guide contract which we'll talk about in a second you need to make sure you have that if like let's say one's a resident and one needs a guide contract you got to make sure you have that set up in place before you draw that tag or you can apply for it Mm -hmm. um so but that is an option if you're trying to hunt with a buddy uh Let's see. Uh, if you are proxy hunting, you actually, it says here, proxy hunting is for residents only. So if you're a non-resident and you can't make your hunt, there's no way to proxy it. Um, you can proxy hunt uh, for caribou hunts. You can proxy hunt for several different styles of moose hunt. Uh, for moose and caribou, though, uh, antler destruction is required. The hunters and the beneficiaries animal. So. Okay. That is one thing to keep in mind if you're going to be proxy hunting is you're not going to be 
getting a trophy animal, you have to cut the antlers. So I realize we're um, talking about draw hunts, but yes. is that also the case for harvest ticket? I believe that is. Okay. Um, I would have to obviously uh, look into that mm-hmm. a little bit deeper, but to my understanding, um, that is the general rule of thumb regardless of okay. what you're proxying, mm-hmm. right? Um, even if it's just a standard harvest ticket, if you're if you have a, a friend or a relative that's old and they're proxying their tag to you, right? Um, my understanding is you have to destroy trophy value for that proxy tag. So, uh, but we can always verify that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our military listeners, uh, if you think you might have a deployment coming up, or if you're with a group that might have random deployment dates. And you're not sure if you're going to be in the state. The mm-hmm. state has made a uh, uh, little avenue for you to go where it's the, um, this is all on the front page of this draw, draw hunt supplement. If you go down towards the bottom right part, it talks about permit reissue for deployed military. So if you are up here, uh, let's say you change your residency, your station in Alaska, and you're putting in for draw tags. If by chance you draw a moose tag. We'll just mm-hmm. use a moose tag. And during the dates of that moose tag, you end up getting sent, you know, overseas um, on deployment, TDY, whatever it might be, and you are forcibly removed from the state during the time of that hunt. There is an option here where you can contact the state and explain your situation and possibly get that permit reissued for the next year while you're in town, when you are on stateside. So don't use that fear um, to basically keep you from applying. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think this is an opportunity you want to chase, feel free. It, it, I don't believe it says anything about it, there being a guarantee that it'll get reissued, right. but it is an option that's available. So okay. uh, just keep that in mind while you're, while you're doing that. Now, the, for our non-resident listeners, anybody in the lower 48, we'll start with non-resident citizens. Um, any hunt that requires you to have a guide in the state of Alaska mm-hmm. being brown bear slash grizzly bear, doll sheep, and mountain goat. If you are going to apply for any of those three draw tags, you have to not only research which tag you want, not only research which area you want and all of that jazz, right? You have to then find a guide in that area that mm-hmm. can take you on that hunt were you to draw the tag and get a preliminary contract signed saying that basically if you do get this tag, if you are successful in drawing this tag, mm-hmm. this guide will take you on that hunt. Otherwise, they won't let you to put in for that tag. And all of this is checked before the draw actually takes place. Um, so they're going through ahead of time, making sure that you entered all your information correctly, your hunt license, your driver's license, your name, your address, all that stuff. And if there's any problems with it, they will alert you of that before the actual drawing takes place. Um, but for our non-Alaska resident, non-U.S. residents, if you're trying to come from another country, mm-hmm. um, keep in mind you have to have that guide light or that guide contract in place for any animal in the state. Um, so there is no big game animal in the state of Alaska that a non-resident alien can hunt without a guide. Right. Um, so keep that in mind when you're trying to apply for these. I know we've got some listeners, uh, out across the ocean, uh, if you, or, you know, even in Canada, if you're looking at coming over, you've got to have that guide contract set up ahead of time. Um, 
So those are really the basics. There's a couple other things uh, uh, on the front of this page that'd be really good. You know, there's a huge section that says read this before applying. Definitely recommend reading that before applying. Uh, the old school way of doing this mm-hmm. is using this paper form. Right. And that's still the way I do it. Um, I might try a couple of these other methods we're going to talk about later in this episode. This year, I'll play around with it. But for the most part, I've always used this supplement to determine mm-hmm. which, which uh, hunts I'm going to do. Uh, the way you do that is you basically have this piece of paper in front of you. On your laptop, you can go to um, Fish and Games website. It says here um, you can locate. Let's see if it gives the actual link here. Uh, that's hunt area maps. Locate your hunting license. Nope, I don't see the. But it's on. If you go to Fishing Games website and just search for draw tags, you can do that. Right. Um. So. Essentially, when you're looking at this book, or this this paper, uh, the first place I would I always go is the very very back page. Mm-hmm. Just flip it upside down. That gives you the results from what happened last year. So how many people applied for which tag? Um, how many tags were handed out? Right. And what your percentage chance of being drawn for that is? Um, that's how it's laid out on the old school method. Uh, and you'll see that it's just three organized columns. That's all there is to it. Um, so you're going to see the first column, the number of apps received. Second column, permits available. Third column, percentages. Mm-hmm. Don't be fooled by the high percentage ones. Um, if it's 100% draw odds, there's a reason only right. two people put in for that tag. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's either very hard to get to, mm-hmm. very hard to get out of. It, it's not a hunt that most people are going to be able to do or interested in doing, I should say. Um, not to say you can't do it. You know, if, right. you, if you look, I mean, obviously look at every single one of these and uh you know break it down figure out what your capabilities are if you have man if you're lucky enough to have a plane you can go wherever Mm -hmm. you want uh or if you know a buddy that can fly you around if you uh happen to know some people in in a region of the state that you can get into um or you you know you just have access to a certain spot you might be able to kind of work those odds in your favor and get into a place that most people have very hard or very high level of difficulty Mm -hmm. getting Mm into uh but this is always a good spot to see, to look at, because there's a lot of them on this list that are less than 1% draw odds. Now, for some of them, I still put in every year, regardless of that, <laughs> just because on that off chance that I'm that, that minus 1%. There's some of those that you're pretty much guaranteed an animal. Right, yeah. You're yeah. either guaranteed an animal or you're guaranteed the experience of a lifetime. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't mind... Uh, donating some money to Fish and Game. I don't mind. You know, mm-hmm. It's not very much. For, I guess to touch on that, you get six, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but tickets. Yeah, you, you get per species. Per species right. per year. So, and you can either put all six of those, those applications on one hunt, mm-hmm. or you can split them up one on mm-hmm. six different hunts or three on two different hunts. Like however six you want to split it up. Um, yeah. but they're five dollars each. Yeah. So I mean, you just do the math on that. However much you want to so apply up for, up to thirty dollars per species. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so realistically, 
it's not a, it's not a ton of money. Um, mm-hmm. It's enough that if you're wanting to put in for a bunch of different species, you know, you might want to prioritize some certain things. Yeah. Um, but for me, like if I'm going after, you know, something a little bit lower odds, let's just yeah. say elk. You know, yeah. elk has really low odds right. because yep. you're fighting with everybody that wants to go. Go. It's a limited animal yeah. here in Alaska. Just Bison. to cut in on something that you were saying there. Yeah. Um, let's just take an example and say that you're the ultra lucky guy. Then you get um, three different sheep hunts that you want to put in for. Mm-hmm. And let's just throw, let's say, a Chugach tag, a Delta tag, and a Toke tag. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. want to put in two applications per um, draw hunt mm-hmm. opportunity for those three areas. And you say, well, I'd like to get one of those three. When you apply for more than one different tag for a species, it will ask you in your checkout to prioritize. Ah, yes. If you get picked, you know, if you're just that lucky <laughs> to get picked for more than one of those, they're not going to award you two right. great cheap tags. Correct, correct. They're going to award you whichever one that you chose as a higher priority. Right. So you can say, well, mm-hmm. I would prefer if I get more than one, I'd rather hunt the Chugach the most. Mm-hmm. But if I don't get it, and I get Delta and Toke, then I'd mm-hmm. rather hunt Toke more than Delta. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can you can prioritize that. You know, yeah. up to six different times, you can have that scale worked out there yep. just for preference. If you happen to get more than one application, absolutely. Success. Which and I have known of people that 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 did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the the way that the the random draw works is when they let's just say you have five tags that are available mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out of everybody that applies the way it's it been explained is it goes through the the process of making sure that you put all your information in correctly mm-hmm. your hunting license yep. your guide contracts if that's needed your yeah. all your personal information once all that's been approved you then go into the pool yes and are assigned a random number mm-hmm. um computer generated and during the draw system when it actually goes to draw, it just takes whatever the five lowest numbers are mm-hmm. on that yeah. on that system. Yep. Uh, so, you know, realistically, I mean, it's just a computer generated number. Your your odds are just as good. Yeah. Next year, as they were last year, as they will be in five years. Yeah. Um, and as long as you know, there's you you go for some of these that maybe have a a, a lower application number, mm-hmm. maybe a higher percentage. You just got to be able to play those odds. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this setup, this old school setup, it's really not very complicated. Yeah. You just, you understand the basics. It's all explained on the front page there. Uh, you go to the back here. You look at what your your odds are, what you're willing to gamble on with your $30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into it, you know, when you get into inside the, the book here, it's really pretty simple. Uh, you know, they break it down by species. So it just goes... Uh, through the different species, it starts at the the lowest number of hunt unit mm. that that tag is for, mm-hmm. and it just goes until it gets to the highest one. So yep. let's just look at brown bear here. You know, brown slash grizzly bear starts off with game unit number four is the very top one on the list, and then unit twenty six B is the bottom one. It's yes. pretty straightforward. It's mm-hmm. easy to find. Yep. Uh, after that, you'll get your hunt number. That's your 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 number that you would insert on the website when mm-hmm. you're applying for these things. Yep. Uh, the number of permits that are given. So whether it's three in unit four, 
two in a different part of unit four, uh, 20 up on in unit 14, just varies depending on which hunt you're on. Then it breaks down your seasons. Okay. It breaks down when you can hunt from, uh, and then after that is just additional remarks and information. This is where you're going to find those location specifics, you know, between this river, this river, and this valley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just that's where you're really going to find out uh, a lot of information about what kind of access there is there. Normally, if it's an area that's restricted um, to motorized access, even with the, uh, the draw tag, it'll tell you right there if it's a fly-in only area or if airplanes are restricted there's actually parts of the state where airplanes can't fly um and you know it's it's just everything you need to know extra will be right there on the far left hand column uh with game management unit slash area it has uh several different markers next to each hunt uh so if you see a marker that's got two pieces of paper and a handshake right underneath it. Mm-hmm. That means it's likely a non-resident only tag. Mm-hmm. Not always, but likely. It should say that there as well, but that means you need to have that guide contract in place before applying for it. Yes. So that's a very important thing to look for. Uh, it'll also tell you whether the hunt's new, whether the hunt's old. So a lot of these newer hunts, you know, obviously there's no data. They have no idea how many people right. are going to apply for it. Right. Um, but realistically, I mean, once you get that little bit of information down for this older system here, just using the paper supplement and going to Fishing Games website to do your application. Mm-hmm. That's really all there is to it. It's not super complicated. It's not very complex. Um, and yeah. you know, obviously, the the details of selecting your hunt are going to be very specific to you and your access, yeah. your ability. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're able to hike farther than the next guy, or you have some sort of access plan that they wouldn't have access to, yep. or most people wouldn't have access to, I should right. say. That's going to change what you apply for. But there are a couple of different ways uh, to, to go about getting your draw tags uh, with more, more recent apps. So I didn't realize how long we've been going. So let's take a really quick break <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys jump in with those, with those other sets. All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. All right, so aside from these old school methods, one of the platforms that gives you great access is actually one of our favorite mapping systems. So why don't you tell us about that, Mo? Alrighty. Well, so one of the great options now for draw hunts is these online uh, draw hunt results or odds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's programs that, they're usually, you know, websites that you can 
get online, you can look, click on an animal and click on a you know, resident, non-resident, a little bit of information, and suddenly you have a whole bunch more data than is in that supplement, right? Right, right. Or is even accessible, say, off a of fishing games website on an immediate page, which makes it great. Uh, so I like to use Top Rut by Onyx. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it's my preferred platform because it gives me hunt unit, and it draw odds, the number of tags issued, the number of applicant, total number of entries, total quota, you know, when the start date of the hunt is. It doesn't give you the start and end, which I think it gives oh, really? you both, but it just gives you the start so you know what time of year it is, right? Right, yeah. Gives you, and it gives you the, the hunt code, right, the tag code. Yep. Um, and it gives you the harvest success. And then, you know, it gives you then a little bit more of a breakdown of the area, right? Okay, yeah. So I'm going to talk about bison. There's no secrets about bison. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody applies. The, the best chance you have at a bison tag is a one point. It's 0.5%. <laughs> wow. Um, I like that it actually shows you the, the sub 1% because in this thing, it just says less than 1%. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Does, yeah. Does, I mean, doesn't tell you how much below 1%. If you go you for the, the Chitna hunt, you have a 0.2%. But the copper? Uh, no. The, so, that, so that's the Chitna hunt. The, the 11 and, and then part, part of 13D, the Copper River hunt yeah. specifically mm. is the 0.5. That's actually your best chance. Oh, wow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a hard area to get in. Yeah, the, a lot of that's going to be snow machine access. Snow machine or fly. Or fly, the yeah. most The most applied for is the Delta one. Mm-hmm. 40,000 entries. <laughs> oh. Those are resident entries, oh. I believe. Yeah. Or that might be, that might, no, actually, no, that's, so, okay, so there's 40, resident, resident applicants and then total applicable entries. So 11,000 residents, mm-hmm. which means that Almost oh. 30,000 non-residents applying for those tags as well. Yeah, e- even on this thing. That's the Delta hunt. Even on the paper version for 2022, yeah, 40,292 people applied for 120 tags. Right. 0.3%. And they're talking about lowering that this year because uh, that, that herd down there had like a crazy winter die-off. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah. The Unit 11 Wrangell Mountains Chitna hunt. Two tags, twelve hundred and forty-five yep. applicants, point one six percent draw. Right. So, Somo, when you're in there, so it's giving you all that information. Is that all yep. on one page, basically? Yes, like, it is. Okay. I click on on the on the top left of the page. It says Quick Nav, and I can go. You can go through all the states right here. But at the top is Alaska, Alaska bison, black bear, brown bear, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can select residency status. You can. There's an option by every tag. To hit say to to save it, mm. so you can pick a species and then show odds only for saved hunts. So if you're looking at like brown bear, moose, sheep, where there's a ton of hunts, you can actually save specific ones to go back and look at those. Can later. you come back to that every year? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah, awesome. Yes, you could to look at those. So hunts if you every found, year. let's say, an area that you knew you could get access to, mm-hmm. you could just save that, and not have to worry about sorting through all the rest of them every year. You don't have to scroll st- through the list next yeah, year. You just can come go back straight to yours and just go straight to your save. Oh, that's hunts. an awesome setup. Um, yeah, it, it's really sweet. You can organize the list by by the unit number, by the odds, by the tag. You can organize it. All these things you can look at, mm-hmm. you can organize the list by. So if you go to moose, let's just say you're, you're looking for a moose mm-hmm. tag. You could say, all right, obviously I want a moose. I want to see the list from 100% success for draw down to, you know, 0.5. Yep. And it'll organize it. Yes set up that way it'll do that and it'll also no give you, like, you can also do that by harvest success you can do it by hunt code so if you're just looking specifically at hunt code number yeah instead of scrolling through the randomness because you organized by draw odds you can organize by hunt code and just go you know 
by by count. Well, that's pretty awesome. It'll all it also it gives you one more piece of information. It just gives you a little symbol, and that is um like the terrain, mm-hmm. and it has it has it, it's like uh like for skiing, right? You got your double black diamond, right? Like the steepness and how bad the terrain is Question. for that hunt. Yes. When you are looking at um top rut, mm-hmm. when you scroll through the hunt details like your units and then it gives you your odds your tags your applicant numbers yep. things like that does it when you click on one particular one does it give you that exact like let's just say for a brown bear hunt mm-hmm. db001 okay like it is this tag the actual hunt number yeah yeah because that's what you're going to apply for in the in the application so does you, it give you that number it gives you yeah i have that number on my list i don't even have to click on anything it's part of the list of if i'm looking okay. at bison i can see all the hunt codes right in line with all the rest of the data okay so compared nice. to go hunt which is the only one i'm really familiar with so i typed i, I selected roosevelt elk mm-hmm. alaska resident and any percentage rifle permit only it gives me all the different hunts I click on the top one, unit three, Petersburg Wrangle, odd 8%, 50 tags, 627 applicants. I click on that. It says rifle permit, Edelin Island. Gives me the season length. It gives me the previous one, two, three, four, five years of odds, tags, and applicants. Mm -hmm. Hunt success, 0%. No kills in the last. Wow. 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 That's terrible. (laughs) Um, uh, well, okay. Last year, nobody killed. Previous year, 9%. Previous year, 5%, 11%, 13%. So pretty low. Pretty hard area. Um, but nowhere in there does it say the unit number. Well, okay. So it says unit number three, but it does not say where, I'm sorry. It does not give you the actual hunt code to apply for uh, no so let's say you had that set up in one tab and the fishing game website in the other you'd have to go back and forth and to. compare data to match it up with that tag so interesting so with so top it rut, does not show you with top hmm. rut which is on x's i get if i click on so for instance alaska bison unit 20d mm-hmm. right now it's not all of unit 20d or, you know, how, how the hunts work, right? right. Hunts aren't usually all of a unit. Some of them are, but most of them aren't. Like you said, they can be this valley, this portion of this valley between these two rivers. Right, they, yeah. They can be it can very be small. that tiny, yeah. Some of them, you'll look at them and the consecutive numbers follow a river or follow a valley, right? right. It's just like, yep. you know, we're going to give out five for this one, 30 for this one, and 20 for this one, right? Yeah. And so they split it up based on the percentages of moose or the difficulty of right. access in that And that's area. why it's so important to pay attention to these details because... Right don't want to get yourself in trouble <laughs> one more thing on that actually mm-hmm. um if you're looking in the regs and you see a unit and a moot and it says you know dm mm-hmm. and it gives you like a list like uh you know let's just say from dm is moose right mm-hmm. dm one zero zero one through dm zero zero three right that does not mean all three of those draw t- tags are good for that entire unit that just means each one of those applies to somewhere in that unit. Right, correct. Yeah. It's 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 within the boundaries right. of that unit or subunit. And then there's a yeah, more there's, boundaries that each one of those hunts fills in. They're just saying, mm-hmm. hey, check these hunts out if you're interested in this unit. Right. Okay. Now that aside, with Top Rut, when I click on when when I'm in the list of hunts, bison hunts, right? I click on unit 20D. 
it's for whatever reason it's on the unit, not the hunt code itself. But I click on 20D. It takes me to the hunt page specific to that hunt. It gives me a, it takes me to the map area. It doesn't show me specifically what the hunt limitations are. Okay. It shows me where approximately like, it shows me 20D on the map. It tells me, you know, how much of the, how much within 20D BLM owns, the state owns, all that, right? Gotcha. But you scroll down and it gives me specific data for the hunt, you know, DL403 uh, point, you know, it gives me the last three years percentage of chance to draw, the last three years quota the last three years entries and the last three years harvest success all specifically for that hunt when nice. I click on it. All listed with the DL403. Um, yeah. Did so it, that's that's a huge shortcoming of the go hunt draw odds in my I opinion. didn't realize this didn't have that. Yeah, that's not good. So the next thing I like to do when I've got this information, right, I'll look at, <laughs> we're talking about bison, so this isn't really applicable, but I'm looking <laughs> at draw odds, right? right. I will, I'll keep an eye on the draw odds but I keep a better, bigger eye on the harvest success personally. Mm. I'm going to be more prone to put in for harvest success mm. where I can access. It may be a hard hunt to get. There might be two tags given out. But if I draw a hunt, You're, I want yeah, to be guaranteed chance, that yeah. I can go right. actually try to kill an animal. Right. There's hunts I'm really interested in that I have a really high chance of drawing. And if I got there, I have a really high chance of killing that animal. Mm. But my chances of getting there if I draw the tag, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm going to start calling people with boats, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> or planes and be like, hey, can I jump in on your hunt because I got this tag? Right. I don't want to do that. Right. Right. You know, unless I have a plan for how I can complete that hunt, I'm not going to put in for it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll look at a harvest success and draw odds and try to, you know, just take a split and a balance. And then now it doesn't tell me specifically where the hunt boundaries are. It'd be sweet if it did, but it doesn't get to that yet. So I have something for that. What's that? So if you go to uh, Fish and Games website, uh, just, hold on, I'm, I'm, this I'm, is, I'm this going is, there. I'm going there. I'm going to well, that spot. I'm going to say what you're well, going to say, but better. Oh, better than me? Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> All you do is you take that hunt code, you paste it into Google. The first link that will come up is the maps for those hunts. Well, that's not better than I was going to okay. say. It. All right. <laughs> what were you going to say? All right. So while you're comparing these two, if you want the map of how to get to this place, you just go to Fish and Games website. If you go to the homepage, there's a, a maps tab mm-hmm. in the menu. You go there. All you got to do is hit uh, hunting maps. And then same thing. You just put in, you just copy paste your, your hunt number right, right. into there. Mm-hmm. And it'll bring up a nice map with all of the red uh, Okay. With a red border yeah. and yeah. boundary around, even if it's not the entire unit. So you'll get the yeah. map of the, sub, the whole yeah. subunit and the little boundary around where that hunt right. takes now, place. Now, if you click right. on that picture and mm-hmm. then click on the PDF link, you'll get a much higher res version you of will. that. Yeah. yeah, you will. The reason I like to paste into Google is it saves me steps. I can open multiple tabs and quickly paste into Google in each tab and compare tabs mm-hmm. instead of having to go to Fishing Games website in each tab first. Does gotcha. that make sense? Yeah. It, it, re, it reduces so. a step. Now, once in a while, a hunt doesn't come up as mm-hmm. the first thing on Google because it's some weird code for some form or something, right? right. So you just put hunt, you know? Okay, yeah. DL403, hunt, and boom, it's the first thing. That, that's Same the reason I like to do that because it takes Alaska. you to that page. Yeah. Or, gotcha. or Alaska, right? Yeah. Hunt, that's the easy one to do. I, I like my way better, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I always found it just easier to go to the website, but so, you know what? We give people options, right? Right. Give, give them options. I'm going to throw a curveball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't like using the paper supplement a whole lot. I still do use it, mm-hmm. but the laptop is the easiest thing to do for me. Yeah. But I don't like the go hunt lack of information for the hunt mm-hmm. number. Gotcha. Right? Now, that's not to say that it's not there at some point. Like if you go through the actual application process, I I, I would assume that you you could probably put in through the go hunt thing is that is that a thing no i don't believe it is you put in through fishing games website okay okay so there you go the advent of the onyx annexing um what is it called that you're on right now top rut top Top rut Rut. the deal of go hunt really kind of spurring the whole industry to go that route because go hunt was kind of the og when it came to draw odds they were the first ones i ever heard about you know filtering 2.0 and hunt planners things like that that came about as a result of people not having a centralized base of information right Mm. and guys having to go all right i live in utah I'm not just going to apply for a Utah mule deer tag. Right. I'm going to put in for Utah. I'm going to put in for Wyoming. Mm. I'm going to put in for New Mexico. I'm going to put in for Arizona. And the list goes on. Without having to navigate. Without having to go to every different fishing <laughs> right. game website and try to figure out if they have their own odds. And then you compare back and forth, back and forth. So the go hunt system and their draw odd system and the hunt planners and the filtering 2.0 and all of that was designed as a home base mm-hmm. where you could see from one website mm-hmm. all that information centralized to one database for alaska you don't need that yeah because you're not applying for stuff in alaska that you might get somewhere mm-hmm. else you can't apply for a Yukon moose in low 48, mm-hmm. you know? My favorite way to do it is to go to the Alaska Fishing Game website. And you guys both already kind of alluded to this, but just opening a bunch of different tabs. Yeah. So what I do, <laughs> if you go to Alaska Department of Fishing Game website, click on hunting, click on general information, and then click on, on the left bar, there will be um, kind of a vertical column, and then click on Alaska's game species. And then every species that you can hunt in Alaska, you click on that. Mm -hmm. Let's say click on elk. That'll open up a page. Okay. Life history, hunt opportunities, harvest statistics, harvest reporting, contact, and more resources. They have a range map of where elk are located generically. So then I go into harvest statistics on that little Mm -hmm. marker. Mm. You can select different years going back in history, like for elk. I'm looking from 2022, it was the most recent data, all the way back to 2012. And then you can select registration, drawing, tier two, or general season, and then submit. And then you have, like I have elk registration hunt statistics. There are two registration elk hunts. Then you have the hunt number right there. Mm -hmm. And then to the right, you have number of permits, number of hunters, male, female, total harvest, and percent success. Mm -hmm. That doesn't give you draw odds. So you can go through Go Hunt for your draw odds if they have it. And they don't have mm-hmm. draw odds for every species in Alaska. Yeah. They're pretty lacking on that. Now, I don't know why that is. And I don't know if Top Rut is better. It sounds like it might be. It sounds like there's a few more options. Yeah. Last, uh, but I'm, I'm curious if something like like what 
Go Hunt setup is maybe more aimed at the strategy of yeah. like it definitely these could bonus these states that do the bonus points sure. and things like that sure. maybe it's more aimed at that and since, i'm sure it is since alaska doesn't do any of that right. it's kind of like yeah 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 so what i like to do is i'll go into whatever animal i want to try to put in for i'll go to the drawing odds and, and hunt statistics i'll click submit in the fish and game website mm. i'll scroll through look at the number of permits given look at the number of hunters male, female, harvest total, and percent success. And then I will go into the draw success numbers in Go Hunt. Yeah. So I'll look at, okay, number of permits, let's just say for the top one on the elk is DE318. Number of permits given is 25. So if you go back into Go Hunt, you can look at that DE318 tag and see how many applicants there were to get 25 tags. So the Fish and Game website is lacking that information in that particular column, but I like that it's got the hunt number, Mm -hmm. the permits, the harvest success, male and female broken up, and then the percent of sex, uh, uh, the percent of sex, the percent of success Success. (laughs) of the harvest on the hunt. That way I've got the hunt number right there, Mm -hmm. and then I do what you guys are talking about. I'll copy and paste that into a new Mm -hmm. tab, go look at the hunt map for that for that hunt number yeah. um, outline of that area. And then I'll decide, like Mariah said, all right, can I fly there or do, can I boat there or is this a road right. hunt? Mm-hmm. Is there a trail there? Is it a motorized hunt? Is it a non-motorized hunt? And you can kind of go through your logistics mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people that put in for some of these tags. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. An insane amount. Some of them. Yeah. And there are a surprising number of these tags where you'll see a really hard to get permit. Say they give out 10 tags for it. 1,500 people apply. Yeah. Okay. Of those 1,500 people that apply, if 100 of them get drawn, 25 of them actually go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at a very, very low percentage of people that actually participate in some of these hunts. Not all right. of them. Some mm-hmm. of them, you know, they give out two tags. Two folks applied. Mm-hmm. Now, you see that a lot on the Kodiak stuff because a lot of those Kodiak federal bear units are draw only. Yeah. And you see that with the non-resident applications because they all have to go through an outfitter. So they only give out two non-resident tags. Well, guess what? There are only that There is only one outfitter per federal unit that is licensed for that subunit. Mm. So anybody who wants to apply for that tag as a non-resident has to book through that outfitter. So they're yeah. guaranteed to draw, mm-hmm. right? Now, you have residents that can put in mm-hmm. for that tag. So that might go up a little bit there. But a lot of those areas where there's outfitter required for non-residents, there'll be two tags given, two applicants, 100%. Right. So that you can't be skewed by that. Keep that right. in mind. A lot of those brown bear odds are um, for, for Unit 8, for Kodiak Shelikov uh, in the Go Hunt. It'll tell you that um, without the hunt number, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll see that a lot of those odds seem to, seem to be a lot higher. Mm. That's why. Yeah. Because they're booking a hunt contract ahead of time, which then um, gets you know proven to the state that, hey, I'm booking a hunt through this guide. Mm-hmm. He has this unit, and so then they get the tag. That's not the case in most of them. And there are a lot of areas, like for this elk hunt I'm seeing, there's a lot of permits given out in some of these units, relatively speaking. You know, Some of them, there's 120 permits for DE713, and only 40 guys hunted. Yeah. No bulls were shot. 18 cows were shot. 
So I don't know if that's just a cow hunt or if guys just shot a bunch of cows. Um, that'd be good information to know. There's another one, DE323, 50 permits given, 20 hunters, no elk shot. Wow. None. So you wonder, just how tough is this spot? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, it kind of gives you a little insight. And to how did they get there? Did they all take boats and they should have flown? Yeah. Or did they all fly and they should have taken mm-hmm. boats? Mm-hmm. So it, and, and a lot of that area is logistically challenging. Yeah. And it, it's, it's managed. Well, like you alluded to earlier on in the episode, Alaska doesn't, well, there are some species where it's the case, you know, like some of the muskox hunts or some of the bison hunts where we don't have thousands of animals right. to just shoot. That's why they're not registration permits. Number one, it's an avenue of, well, avenue of revenue. Um, <laughs> for the state to make a little yes. bit more money on these tags applications, which I'm, which I'm happy to pay for, by the yeah. way. Um, but the other thing is, you is, gotta think about how much money they just they make just off that bison hunt. Sure, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah, forty thousand applicants at five bucks a piece. Right. <laughs> yeah, My and goodness. and that's and that's if they only put in once a piece. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of those guys might have put right. in six times each. And I, I, I guess that'd be a good question. Is, is that the total number of applications? Probably so. I would think it's... I believe it yeah. is. Okay. So like, yeah. like you would count for six if you okay. put all six. Yeah, gotcha. I would assume yeah. Yeah, that, that would make the most sense. Probably. But you need to make sure that you do your homework ahead of time so that you're not drawing a hunt and you think, man, I got a really good chance of getting this hunt. And then you draw it and you figure out, oh man, I can't afford it. A seven thousand right. dollar air taxi to Kodiak, right? You know, right. I, or b- between commercial flights and then transport flights and then an extra flight for meat when you get home with an elk, right? It adds up fast, right? Can you afford? So you can afford to fly to Fairbanks, but then can you afford to rent a truck? Yeah, to drive down the highway mm-hmm. to pay for that truck because you're going to park it for a week to hike into the mountains mm-hmm. and then to pay sixty inch club to rent a gear rental raft. Yeah. There yeah, you right, go. Right. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that just happened. Use your discount code, the Northern Hunter, like sixty inch club. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Pick it up what I'm putting down. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that that's just that's just how I do it. Yeah. I like going through the state of Alaska's website for the fishing game supplement there online. It's yeah. easier for me to just open a bunch of different tabs. Well, and, and the PDF can be a lot easier to read when you're just yeah. going back and forth and jumping yeah. jumping between mm-hmm. pages. Yep. Um, I like the paper one simply because I like to write on it. Yep, that's um, what my dad got, still does. I got notes yep. you know, all over it. it. Yep. Circles, yeah, yep. just all kinds of stuff. And, the old yep. people. Um, <laughs> it, I, it's funny I say that because like at work, I've, I like once in a while I make notes on my phone, but mm-hmm. more often than not, I take a piece of paper and I fold it up and I just start writing on the paper. Yo, you know, that's it, the best it's, way to do it, man. It's kind of a nostalgic thing. And and we're going to do this this year. We're, we're going to have a Northern Hunter um, cookout at my house. You guys didn't know this yet, but you're invited. <laughs> um, my wife's going to hear this too and say, okay, that's news to me. But yeah, we're going to get together at my place and have a draw application party oh there we go um and we'll have the paper ones out now i'm sure we'll all have already picked out our draw applications oh yeah but we'll go through and circle them just for fun and then talk about it and not record a podcast and just enjoy dinner (laughs) i've got um moose tongue we're gonna fire i'm sure we'll compare what we're drawing for and all that oh of course yeah and i've got a tenderloin too so noise you better show up noise anyway so yeah that's <laughs> that's just my two cents on how i do it um you know everybody has a different way of doing it yeah, yeah. Um, the paper works but on yeah. the um on the top right thing one more thing i wanted to mention about okay. that was they, they they you get terrain type which is you know 
cool, yeah. right? And it's yeah. it's like I said, it's like a ski hill. You got diamond, black diamond. I'm gonna have to check top you got out. Black diamond, double black diamonds. You got your blue square. You got your green dot. Whatever. Mm. I'm probably that's probably not how you're <laughs> supposed to say those, but <laughs> um, anyhow. And so like, but that gives you an idea of yeah. what the terrain is like. Question. Okay. What level of Onyx membership do you have to have to use top? Elite. Rod? Okay. Elite. So I can yeah. use it then. Oh, I think Elite's the best, the top membership. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. got the Elite yeah. membership. And um, to use the Go Hunt draw odds and filtering and hunt planner, you have to have the Go Hunt Insider membership. Okay. Which is about $150 a year. That's the, is yeah. that their top tier? Yeah. Yeah. About 150 bucks yeah. a year. So last year, uh, just over a year ago, I had gotten both top Go Hunt and um, and on X mm-hmm. and I had the top one with both Yeah, and I went through the benefits each gave me yep. and used the mapping systems and I've been using on X longer than almost anybody else. I know that uses it, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm introduced to a lot. I introduced a lot of people to it early on when I started using it. Nerd. Hey, right. <laughs> hey, you showed it to me. <laughs> I, so exactly. I, I owe you that. Yeah. And my dad. And it's still my, my go-to map unless I can get good detail on Spartan Forge. Yeah. I, mm. I'm the same way. I hardly ever use Go Hunt anymore. No. I haven't used it but, in about a year now. But And I don't really want to pay for all those yeah. mapping systems. Right. 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 But I, I went through like the draw odds on Go Hunt and mm-hmm. Onyx. And Onyx, just a, at least for Alaska, yeah. it's laid out clearer and better in the amount of information yeah. I want to see. The other information it gives you is it lets you, there's a little symbol R for rifle, yeah. B for bow, That's and good. disabled veteran, you know, what, nice. depending on what the hunt is, there's a little code, yeah. hmm. you know, muzzle loader, what, you know, like for moose hunting, I'm looking at here. Go hunt um, you know, the moose hunting, there's a lot of different stuff like that. Most right, other hunts yeah. don't have a that lot more much. specifics. But, you know, there's a muzzle loader hunt, there's an archery hunt, there's a rifle hunt. Here's some trivia yeah. for you guys. Okay. Are there any shotgun specific seasons for big game hunting in Alaska? I believe True or false? so, but I don't know which ones. But uh, I want to say I saw one. False? It's true. Yeah. What is it? Is it deer? No, moose. Yeah. Yeah. It's down on like the well, Kenai that's Peninsula not somewhere. <laughs> they on, don't like, have the a Kenai shotgun Peninsula code, somewhere. So. Um, okay. I, I'm going to see if Go Hunt shows it. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll is see it, if I can well, find this is it. draw. Is that this is a draw hunt? Is that a draw hunt you're talking about? Or is I that don't a, know. I just know that there. I'm going to look on go uh, hunt on the resident shotgun. Is that like a? I was I was going to say I, I I couldn't remember what it was, but I, I thought I remembered. Is is that like past in Ohio, okay? So straight uh, walk here, here we go. Here thing. we go. Draw odds. Resident moose. All seasons, and then you scroll down. Archery permit. Muzzleloader permit. Rifle permit. Short range weapon permit. Right here. Nope, that's the Fairbanks management area for bows. Mm. Maybe it's not there anymore. I'm going to Google it. But I know at least at one point, yeah. there was a shotgun only it because a good, good. <laughs> a good friend of ours that you know too, I'll tell you his name off the air, had drawn it a couple of times and shot a moose with a slug gun with a 12 gauge. Nice. Um, Seems like a fun way to do it. Yeah. Because it was close to a town. Right. And it was, you know, close to a lot of areas and nobody mm-hmm. was killing them with bows. And so they dealt them out with shotgun slugs. <laughs> That's so. awesome. Um, so real quickly for the people that are going to be needing these uh, guide contracts before applying, mm. um, you know much about setting that up? They just, where they can find uh, information about what guides in what area if they're looking at a specific hunt? 
Well, that's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so what you can do, okay, I don't see anything on Google here about the shotgun hunt. Um, so maybe that got discontinued. We might yeah, have it could to, have been. We might have to like find that later. Like just yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to revisit that because scroll through the regs. Or yeah, something. I know that used to be there. It, yeah. it used to be. Sounds like an intro subject for the next one. Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> well, yeah. Or it, hey, it, if it, anybody knows what it is, let us know, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and it could have been that it was shotgun or bow or something, but it was mm-hmm. included as one of the allowed methods. Huh. But it wasn't a normal centerfire rifle cartridge hunt. Anyway. Um, yeah, and, and that was a long time ago that that guy did that. Um, yeah, hmm. he was moose hunting in that camp with you and us this year earlier. Oh, the older guy. Yeah, I know. Yep. You didn't even have to say that part. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so you have to contract to hunt through a registered guide outfitter, right? Who has, um, guide use areas. Uh, let's just say that the easiest thing to do, like the, the, the easiest example is going to be Kodiak because mm-hmm. there's so much federal land on Kodiak. Right. Um, and they don't give out permits overlapping those guide use areas. Mm-hmm. It's usually just one guide um, has that area to my understanding. And, and I'm, not, I'm not an outfitter. I don't contract hunts. That's out of my capacity. Um, that's not what I'm doing right now. I'm basically a uh, subcontractor guide. So for Kodiak, if if you're looking to do a brown bear hunt, then you would look at what tag you wanted to apply for, what unit you wanted to hunt. Say that you wanted to hunt, let's just throw one out, Fraser Lake on Kodiak. It's a well-known spot, a lot of big bears in there. Um, So you would, uh, what I would do is Google Fraser Lake brown bear hunting outfit. Yeah. And whoever has that concession is going to be advertising for it mm-hmm. online. And so you'll find that and then you can contact that outfitter and just verify, hey, are, are you the outfitter that operates in Fraser Lake? Is there anybody else that does? And just verify that. And then you can go through it that way and say, well, I want to apply. I want to book a hunt. They might say, well, look, dude, I've got a waiting list of four years. Right. Um, I've got, you know, four years of guys that want to apply and they have, they take first priority and they've been waiting to draw this tag. Right. So, um, you can do it that way. You can also go through the state's files at some, uh, in, in some different ways. There's a few ways to look that up for guides and guide use areas mm-hmm. and who is registered for what subunits and then who is registered for what guide use areas. And Onyx does show guide use area boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, markers. Right, they have that layer, yeah. Yeah, um, but unless you're pretty familiar with the guide use area program in Alaska, that's going to be more confusing than helpful for most of the non-res guys. Um, so uh, probably the best thing to do would be call the local fishing game. Yeah. If you are looking to hunt sheep um, in the Chugach Mountains, call fishing game in Anchorage. mm and see if you can talk to the local sheep biologist and say, I want to hunt rams in this area. Mm-hmm. Who's outfitting in there? They can look that up. Right. And then they can tell you who's licensed for that area because there's probably a lot more overlap there. There might be four or five or 10 different outfitters registered for that spot. Mm-hmm. And they can all sign a hunt contract for you and get you set up to apply for that unit. Again, right. there's going to be a waiting period. Well, and that's a good bit of, of, 
information to know ahead of time when doing when you're doing your research yeah looking into yeah. which hunt you want to apply for because yep. yeah if there's a four or five year waiting period yep. of guys that are you know are applying yep and competing with you yep hunt somewhere else yeah right. might not be your best odds to apply yeah. for that one this year exactly you know yeah exactly um yeah, that that's how i would go about it and that's how most of the clients that i know that have drawn permits that have hunted with me mm-hmm. go that route yeah so gotcha all right, gents. Well, anything else you want to put in as far as the uh, the draw system goes? Uh, yeah, good so. luck. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't forget, if you don't get picked, get on some of these Alaska outdoor forums on Facebook and mm-hmm. type about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. February, <laughs> what, what, what is it? February? February, what? Is it 15th? It's the, it's the third Friday of February. Make sure to look up hunting celebrities and see what they're going to be hunting this year <laughs> yeah right yep, yep. yeah see who got picked yep yep and make sure you yeah text all their all your buddies first yes. thing in the morning yeah yep. yep. <laughs> i always do that i i get into work first thing in the morning and then i just refresh the page as i'm doing my thing in the morning and then as soon as i pop it up <laughs> i'm looking up my name first and then everybody else's name, yep. just in order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, I wonder if they got drawn. Oh, I'm, I wonder if they applied for anything. I might try to beat you this year because I think I wake up earlier than you now. So Doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> come out till like 8 o'clock. Oh, you? is it really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I was going to say, I've been the, the first the, one to know in my the, circle the, for a long time. The, I was going to say the last two years, I haven't even checked myself. I just wake up to a text message from you saying, didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, James. Wow. Yeah. Suck it, Mariah. I, well, I'm just, I'm just going right. to say it in premonition of it. Suck I it, haven't guys. put anything in for three years. Mm-hmm. So. You haven't, you, you haven't donated the money yet? I haven't. Oh, well, man. I, it's just like. I keep either, forgetting, don't you? It's either I forget or yeah. it's like, this is an expensive hunt I'm doing in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to save some. Yeah, pinch right. my pennies. I want to spend $300 on draw applications. This, this year, I'm going to. I'm going to put in for some stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. There I always you go. Put in my, I always put in my donation <laughs> with no hope. And, and you know what? I, I'll, I'll say this just to wrap it up. You don't have to draw anything to have a great hunt in Alaska. Oh, yeah. You don't have to. Right. Absolutely you know, There's plenty of registration permits out there. There's plenty of data out there for that. There's plenty of data about the over-the-counter harvest ticket stuff. Oh, yeah. To show you where you can go and what the harvest success rates are on that as well yep. on the Fish and Game website. You can get it done and have the hunt of two lifetimes on a registration permit or on a over-the-counter harvest ticket. Absolutely. Um, so don't feel like you have to draw a hunt in Alaska to do yeah. exactly what you want, unless you only want to hunt an area, say, like Kodiak. Right. Well, you know, and maybe even draw. work that into your strategy. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we don't have bonus points here, so you can't work that kind of strategy, but maybe you find a couple of draw tags you want to put in for. Yeah. And if you don't get those, then you know you're going to get that registration permit yep. for this other area. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if let's say for whatever reason emergency order they close the registration then you know where you're going to go for a harvest ticket yeah and you exactly. just kind of tear it down to where you've always got a plan a b c and d yep two is one one is none yeah so exactly have a backup plan for your backup plan <laughs> two is one one is none aim small miss small pick a hair <laughs> we're building up catchphrases quick <laughs> tom hanks <laughs> tom hanks <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully you all have good luck putting in for uh, for your your draw tags this year and drawing just not uh, the ones the that I put of a lifetime. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, just wanted to put something out real quick, just to remind you guys and give you a little bit of information. That's look again, as you can tell by listening to this, it's not a scary process. It's not overcomplicated. It's extremely simple here in mm-hmm. Alaska. So if you're yeah. worried about it just being too much to handle, yeah. just get into it, and within 30 minutes mm-hmm. you'll have this thing figured out easy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, 
guys, if you like the show, um, by all means, please subscribe if you have not already. Uh, share it with your friends, anybody you think might be into all of this Alaskan stuff we talk about here. Uh, leave us a rating and a review. Goes, you know, far and beyond with letting the uh, the algorithm uh, put us in front of new new listeners and new mm-hmm. people that really need the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to support what we're doing and help us grow, uh, you know, we've got the northernhunter.com, our website. We've got a shop page there with uh, some merch and a partners page with great companies that have given us discount codes that you can use to get some awesome gear at a discount. Uh, that helps these companies out. Some are big, some are small. And all of those help us out as well. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, we're always happy to answer them. So uh, send us a hit that contact button on our website or hit us up at either one of our socials on Facebook or Instagram by searching at the Northern Hunter. And we will get back to you as fast as we possibly can. Uh, may even que- or feature your question in the future. Up, uh, yeah. I think we're due for a Q&A yeah. one coming yeah. up. So, yeah. But anyway, guys, I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And until next time, get out there, get after it. And good luck. Be there. All right, folks, we all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and actions securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.